Hello and welcome to Ministry Movement Moments. In all you're getting, get understanding with ministry coach and empowerment speaker, Dr. Tracy Lewis. Dr. Lewis is an author, minister, coach, and human development entrepreneur. She is also the chief apostle and founder of Growing Discoveries Outreach Ministries Incorporated USA. Dr. Lewis has traveled to many countries bringing the gospel and establishing over 20 churches in other nations. Her scope of work over the past 35 years through missions, messages, and podcasts has circled the globe. Dr. Tracy's authenticity and simple approach to the message of the gospel makes her voice relevant to all generations. She believes that finding one's purpose and destiny is necessary and desires to help equip you to grow in knowledge and the gifts that God has given you as an individual, regardless of age, ethnicity, descent, or class to fulfill your destiny. Get ready to be challenged to make life-altering truths that will cause you to become the best you you can be. Hello, friends. Welcome to Ministry Movement Moments. I'm so glad you are joining us for this broadcast today. Joyce Meyer said in her book, The Leader in the Making, to experience the fulfillment of your dreams and visions in the future, you've got to stay focused on fulfilling your potential now. Have you ever looked at how much of your potential you've actually really tapped into? What areas and qualities of your character have to be developed in order for you to reach your full potential? I want to talk about staying focused today. We see in Hebrews 12, 1, that there's a great cloud of witnesses that have gone before us, and we're told to lay aside every weight and sin that beset us so that we can run with patience the race that is set before us. Each of us has our own race to run. Your race might be that of a pastor. Someone else's race might be that of a youth leader or a missionary. Someone else might have the race of being a mother of many children and training them up to do the works of God. Still others might be executives in a company and have a kingly anointing to bless the kingdom financially. Running our race with no hindrances means stripping for the contest. In the days when this verse was written, the writer was drawing a parallel that was much better understood than it is today. Runners conditioned their bodies for races, just as we do today. But at the time of the race, they stripped off their clothing so that when they ran, there would be nothing to hinder them, and they oiled their bodies. In the same way, we need to be well-oiled and anointed by God's Holy Spirit if we're going to run our race without hindrance. And we need to remove anything revealed to us by the Holy Spirit that will hinder that race that is set before us. And as we also have to understand that we need to focus on one lap at a time. We know what our final destination is and where our outcome is, but we have to make sure that instead of allowing the enemy to entangle us with thousands of different ways to get off onto something that'll prevent us from doing the something we're supposed to do, we will then mishandle the time that God's given us. If we're going to do what God's called us to do, we've got to stay focused because the world we live in today is definitely filled with distractions and entanglements and limitations, obstacles, and things that will cause us to falter in our way. So we have to take time 
Have you ever noticed that whenever you try to pray, the phone rings? And there's one distraction after another when you have this special day planned of all the things you're going to accomplish. And then three, four other things come in. And before you know it, you're so frustrated because you weren't able to fulfill what was before you. This is why it's so important for you to stay focused. What I tend to do as a leader is I set three goals for each day that I want to accomplish. Now I have a whole list of things that have to be done. But I take from that list just three things that I want to focus on for that day and make sure that I accomplish. You know, when I started doing that, I found that I got much more done and I got closer and closer to my destination and my deadlines than I had before because I had made this big list and didn't know what to focus on first. So make a list today. Make a task list. Maybe it's that you need to find some supporters or you need to pray for some people. You need to go visit someone who's sick. Maybe you need to prepare a lesson that you're going to teach or establish a pattern or assignments and schedules for other people that are helping you along the way. Self-discipline is the most important quality in any life. Do you know what self-discipline is? It's keeping yourself going in the right direction without someone making you do it. No one can be a leader if they can't even get themselves out of bed each day and set tasks to do. If we procrastinate or we allow our emotions to get the best of us, we won't fulfill what we are supposed to do. There's a story in Proverbs 6 that tells us about the ant and how they don't have overseers or rulers, but they provide food in the summer and they gather their supplies for harvest. We have to understand that we have to plan And we have to purposely and intentionally pursue the things that are ahead of us. We need to be like that ant. And we need to be the kind of people who are self-motivated and self-disciplined as leaders. Proverbs 16.32 says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. He who rules his own spirit than one who takes a city. God is intending for you to take responsibility first of your own life before you can serve in a capacity. In fact, I had someone just the other day offer to help me with a certain matter in the ministry. But my thought was this. Well, in my recollection, you're not being responsible with your own matters of life and you're laying out of work at least once a week. I don't think you're the person who I can count on to be disciplined. You see, once you are asked to do something for someone else, you have to have already the qualities of being a self-disciplined person and a self-motivated person. It's very important if we're going to understand how to become the best leaders we can be, is that we have a responsibility to promote righteousness and we need to not allow ourselves to get easily upset about things, being quick to be angry, but to restrain our anger and overlook offenses. We've also got to discipline ourselves and allow ourselves to be guided by the Holy Spirit under the guidelines of self-control. Fleshly nature dictating our lives will cause us to be poor leaders. I love the saying that says, and I don't know who said it, but proper preparation prevents poor performance. 
Did you know that a disciplined and self-controlled life not only requires time, determination, and hard work, but it requires self-denial that involves putting off your way of doing things, your old ways. But the rewards and the effort of these efforts are great. We've got to put on that new man. Ephesians 4.22 tells us to strip ourselves of our former nature, put off and discard our old, unrenewed self that's characterized by our previous manner of life and becomes corrupt through lusts and desires that spring from delusion. We need to die to that old man. We need to put that old nature and our old way of doing things to death. In fact, Paul said, I die daily. The choice is still ours. That old nature doesn't just totally disappear. We have to put it under our feet. Let me read for you James 1, verses 2 through 4. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Be assured and understand that the trial and the proving of your faith brings about endurance and steadfast patience. And let endurance and steadfast and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be perfectly and fully developed with no defect, lacking in nothing. If we're lacking in patience, we've got to let go and let God develop it in us. James told us to be exceedingly joyful when we fall into trials and temptations, knowing that they are going to bring about patience. That patience will also develop perseverance in us. It's important that we don't throw away our confidence, but we trust that God is able to help us to be steadfastly patient. Endurance is a part of us so that we can accomplish the will of God. I believe that's in Hebrews 10. We have to remember that God is a God of equal opportunity, and he gives all of us the opportunity to be prepared. He gives all of us the opportunity to walk in the fullness of the life he's given us. But are we dying daily? Are we being all that we can be? Are we taking on the journey and planning for our future? It's important to know that whatever we're called to do, we must do it with excellence. We have to do it in a superior way. If you're called to lead four people, then lead them as an outstanding leader. If you're called to lead 40 people, don't try to lead a thousand because you'll make a fool of yourself. But if you're called to lead those 40 people, do it faithfully and do it in a way that God will be glorified in all that you do. God's Spirit will release ability unto you and give you the ability to remove the wasted time and find potential and effort in all that you do. You must display stability. We see this in 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 7. I am calling up memories of your sincere, unqualified faith, the leaning of your entire personality on God and Christ, in absolute trust and confidence and in his power, wisdom, and goodness, a faith that first lived permanently in the heart of your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am fully persuaded it dwells in you also. That is why I would remind you to stir, rekindle the embers and the flames and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you, by the means of laying out of my hands and those of the elders at your ordination. 
For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, and craven and cringing fear, but he gave us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced minds and discipline and self-control. If we have stability, we'll do what is right when it feels good and when it doesn't feel good. We'll pray when we feel like praying and when we don't feel like praying. We'll give when we feel like giving and when we don't feel like giving. But we will continue to do today what we know to do today if God tells us to do so. If we're going to have that kind of stability, we're going to have to be obedient when we feel like it and when we don't. That brings me to remember Galatians chapter 5, but the fruit of the Spirit, verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit and the work of His presence accomplishes His love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper and forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, and faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint. Self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. We must be able to control ourselves if we allow the Holy Spirit to help us. Focus on what you believe. If you and I are ever going to develop stability in our lives, our flesh is going to suffer once in a while because we are going to have to choose to do what is right, even when we don't feel like it. Have you ever felt like nobody loves you? Have you ever felt that someone doesn't treat you right? You ever feel like you're never going to find happiness or success again? I feel, I feel. Listen, don't feel. It seems that we are feeling or not feeling all the time. Be honest. For me, I'll be honest, I don't always feel anointed, but I believe I am. I don't always feel like teaching or training, but I get up and do it anyway. Why? Because it's my responsibility. I'm a leader and people are dependent on me. If you're going to be a, a good leader, you can't just go out with how you feel. You have to do what is right and you have to learn how to manage your emotions well. To have a desire for leadership is good. In fact, the Bible calls it an excellent task. It is a good thing to desire leadership. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a leader, but we have to live a life above reproach. We have to live a life showing love for and being a friend to other believers, especially strangers and foreigners as well. We've got to take care of God's house and that be our body and the church. And we must also take care of our thoughts, our will, and our emotions. If you are frustrated right now because of an unfulfilled call of God upon your life, where you are, you're in a testing ground. What God does with you later will fully depend on how you pass the test right now. I hope this lesson in leadership has blessed you today. Have a godly day and know that in all you're getting, get understanding. We here at ministrymovementmoments.org and growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com want to thank you for engaging in this broadcast. Dr. Lewis is always honored and grateful that you would take time out of your life to grow and receive each thought-provoking message she brings. Please reach out to us by visiting our websites, ministrymovementmoments.org or www.growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com. While you're there, take time to look at all the additional tools available to become whole and healthy and fulfill your own personal destiny. 
We also invite you to sign up there on our mailing list to receive further announcements of events and be notified when Dr. Lewis will be coming to your area. Once again, thank you for spending your time with us today. And as we always say, in all you're getting, get understanding. If this session was helpful to you, please like, share, and invite others opportunity to receive the same strength and support in their journey as you have today. If you would like to support mission partners and projects around the world, please visit our site and make your donation today. We can do more together than we can ever do alone. May God be glorified in all we do. Amen.